Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, just about 13 minutes or so long. But you know, it's critical for us to get into God's Word consistently, regularly, frequently, as much as we can, because we keep emphasizing God tells us through his word that, that faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we need to be in God's word. And even for this short period of time, it helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith. Help others in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help people Focus upon their relationship with God. Think about their soul's salvation. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a wonderful blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a wonderful blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. What is the quickest way to unfaithfulness? Well, we, wanna, we don't want to teach people to become unfaithful, but what we're doing is we're trying to understand, how can I stay faithful? Well, if we understand the pitfalls of staying faithful, that which can lead us to become unfaithful, well, then that opens our eyes to those dangers and helps us to guard against them in our lives. So we're really wanting to understand, how can I stay faithful to God and to Christ? How can I be a faithful Christian, live a lifestyle of faithfulness? Because Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Well, what we're doing is we're looking at it from that inverse perspective. How can I be how, the quickest way? What is the quickest way for me to become unfaithful? And if I can recognize those particular dangers, then I can guard against them and guarding against them will help me to stay faithful. First, we noted, don't read your Bible. If you want to become unfaithful, do not get into God's Word. Don't try to increase your knowledge of His Word, and you'll become unfaithful. Because again, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. God's Word is the foundation of our faith. So if you want to be unfaithful, do not read the Bible. But if you want to grow in your faith, stay in God's Word. And that's what today's Bible class is about, largely. Second, we've noted, if you want to become unfaithful, do not pray to God. Do not pray to God. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 sometimes referred to as God's telephone number, Jeremiah 333. God says through Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer. Well, don't call to God. Don't communicate with him through prayer. Ever. You'll become unfaithful. Prayer is our hotline to the throne room in heaven. The Apostle Paul wrote in I'm sorry, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, speaking of God's power, saying that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Well, if God has that kind of power to work in our lives, whatever our needs might be, then if you want to be unfaithful, 
don't call upon him for that power to be exercised in your life. You need healing. You need strength. You need direction. You need a blessing of this kind or that kind. Maybe a job. Maybe better understanding in your marriage relationship. Don't pray to God and you'll become unfaithful. You'll, you'll be out of touch with God. In James chapter 1 and verse 5, and this is a quality or a characteristic, we could call it a blessing for sure, that every single one of us really needs, and that's wisdom. Boy, there's a whole lot of foolishness out there, a whole lot of foolhardy people, a whole lot of people who they get more common sense if they'd try to find a horse in a barn someplace and just rub up against that horse. They'd get more horse sense than they, they exercise as they live their daily lives because they are foolish in the way they're living. There are people who are so foolish that they keep doing things that cause them problems over and over and over again, but they keep doing those same things. They're living ungodly lives. They're, they're not trying to live faithfully before God, and they keep suffering the consequences. But they keep going back and doing it, the same kinds of things, over and over again, and they keep suffering the same kinds of consequences. Well, somebody has said that repeating the same kind of behavior over and over again, but always expecting a different result, is the definition of insanity. Well, but some people are too foolish to recognize that definition being played out in their very lives. Wisdom. We need wisdom. Well, James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Well, we know what those waves of the sea are, don't we? We can see on a windy day, we can see the waves billowing in, rolling in, one after another, one after another, incessantly, all day long, as long as the wind is blowing in that direction and with that force. Well, a lot of people's faith in God is just about that wishy-washy. It's just about as unstable as water in a dishpan or as the waves of the sea continuing to come in continuing to, to, to be driven by the wind, the, by the environment around them. Wisdom? We need wisdom. We need not the wisdom of the world. We need God's wisdom. And so we can pray for that. James says, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. Now again, what did Jeremiah say, or what did God say through Jeremiah? Jeremiah 3.3.3. 3, 3? Call to me, and I will answer. But if you want to be unfaithful, don't pray to God. Don't take advantage of that incredible blessing that he offers to all of mankind that is prayer. Prayer. When we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, the Apostle Paul wrote this in verse 17, pray without ceasing. 
In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Huh. Now, what, what do we keep emphasizing is the basis for our developing faith in God and in Christ, being in God's word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10, verse 17. What is certainly the basis of my staying connected with God, or at least a basis? Prayer. Prayer. Call to me, and I will answer. You lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. Paul says here, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now, as I said, God communicates to us through his word. We communicate with God through prayer. We need to keep praying. We need to stay in touch with God. He wants to hear from us. Now, somebody might say, well, he's God, isn't he? Doesn't he know everything? Of course he does. Sure, he knows everything, but he wants us to demonstrate not just our knowledge of that fact, but he wants us to demonstrate our faith in him by continuing to pray to him. He wants us to make those requests known to him. Jesus gave a great lesson in Luke chapter 18. He talks about a widow who was persistent in her petition to a judge. He spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Now, the real point here is Jesus is talking about patient persistence in prayer. He said, there there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Sounds like a pretty arrogant man, doesn't it? did not fear God, did not regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. Jesus does not tell us what the particular case is that she's bringing before the judge specifically. He simply says she kept coming to the judge saying, get justice for me from my adversary. So something was going on in her life that she carried to the judge for his ruling. And he would not for a while. The judge said no. Now, it says for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man. In other words, he thought he was pretty much it himself. Didn't fear God, didn't regard man. He was the judge. He was in charge. He was in control. His authority was overwhelming. He says, No, I'm not going to give you that judgment. I'm not going to give you what you're asking for. But understood within this particular text is the the woman kept coming to him with the same petition for justice from her adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. (laughs) That widow wore that judge out. 
And he finally gave her what she was asking for. Now, what's the point of the parable? Verse 6, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Well, Jesus is saying, you've got a need in your life? Pray to God. Pray to God. That's what Jeremiah wrote, isn't it? Call to me and I will answer. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Ephesians 3 and verse 20, but we need to ask. And so Jesus uses this illustration of this judge who finally, though he was so arrogant in his perceived authority and power, he finally gave in to this widow who kept coming to him with the same case, and he finally said, she is wearing me out. I'm going to give her what she wants. Jesus said, you've got a loving God. He cares about you. That judge did not care about her, really. But he finally gave in because she wore him out by continuing to ask him for that particular justice. Jesus is saying, God will be there for you. He will answer your prayers. Now, sometimes it's going to bear long. he's going to bear long with you. God knows better than we know. And sometimes he says no, because he knows that's not the best thing for us. Sometimes he says, wait a while, because he knows there's a better time. But Jesus, he talks about God. We are his elect as Christians. We are his family. He cares about us. And so we can go to him in prayer with confidence that he's going to answer. If I want to stay faithful, I need to pray. I need to be in God's word consistently, and I need to be in touch with God consistently through prayer. Let's pray now. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for blessing us, not just with your word, but also with that wonderful blessing of being able to communicate with you directly and personally through prayer. Guide us help us to utilize it effectively, consistently, and repeatedly, we pray. Help us to pray without ceasing. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.